Hello everyone, um, my name is Marvelous. On today's devotional journey with Jesus on his way to Calvary, we see Jesus seated at the upper room where he is about to celebrate the Passover with his disciples. Here is how Matthew captures it in Matthew chapter 24 from verse 17 to 29. And I read, Now on the first day of unleavened bread, the disciples came to Jesus saying, Where will you have us prepare for you to eat the Passover? He, Jesus said, go into the city to a certain man and say to him, the teacher says, my time is at hand. I will keep the Passover at your house with your disciples, with my disciples. And the disciples did as Jesus has directed them and they prepared the Passover. 20. When it was evening, Jesus, he, Jesus reclined at table with the twelve. And as they were eating, he said, Truly I say to you, one of you will betray me. And they were very sorrowful and began to say to him one after another, Is it I, Lord? He answered, He who has dipped his hand in the dish with me will betray me. The Son of Man goes as it is written of him, but woe to the man by whom the Son of Man is betrayed. It would have been better for that man. If he had not been born. 25. Judas, who would betray him, answered, Is it I, Rabbi? Jesus said to him, You have said so. 26. Now, as they were eating, Jesus took bread and, after blessing it, broke it and gave it to the disciples and said, Take, eat. This is my body. And he took a cup, and when he had given thanks, he gave it to them, saying, Drink of it, all of you, for this is my blood of the covenant, which is poured out for many for the forgiveness of sins. I tell you, I will not drink again of this fruit of the vine until that day when I drink it new with you in my Father's kingdom. This is the word of God. In verse 17 to 20, we find a celebratory and a relaxed setting with Jesus and his disciples having the Passover meal in close and intimate communion, food on the table, seats reclined. You know, just like the, the Passover is an annual Jewish festival that celebrates God's supernatural and miraculous deliverance of the Jewish people from slavery into freedom, from bondage of the Egyptian power to liberation of God's holy embrace. And it was actually established by God himself in Exodus 12:14 to be a memorial for generations to come. The details of the ceremony and the food that you know we are eating were quite specified with a lot of symbolism. For instance, it's very clear that the flesh of lamb must be roasted on fire and eaten with unleavened bread and bitter herbs, each of which had, had, had meaning. For instance, the bitter herbs kind of seem showing the bitter experience of their, their forefathers in Egypt. The lamb showing the sacrifice, the blood that had to be poured for them to, to, to be saved, for God to pass over their homes in Egypt during the destruction of, uh, of, of the Egyptian families. So every one of the 12 disciples knew what to expect at a Passover table. 
But Jesus was about to introduce a whole new dimension and understanding to their Passover experience. Firstly, Jesus said something that touched the heart. In verse 21, Jesus said that, you know, one of you would betray me. This got them very worried. And here we see two groups of people. Eleven of the disciples that knew that they've really not been engaged in anything that meant they would betray Jesus still had the humility to say, Lord, is it I? A heart that is seeking always to please God. A heart that is open to always check with the Holy Spirit if um, there is any conviction and to turn around and repent if God points out anything to them. I quite love the humility of them checking and being humble. But the second heart here is the unrepentant heart of Judas. One who is already involved in, in the betrayer. He has already engaged with people to betray Jesus and yet he asks, is it I, Rabbi? A willful sin, a heart that is set to sin and willfully sinning. I'd like to ask us today, in which category are you? Is there any willful sin in your life today that is just constant, something that you are willfully doing and not minding to really step out of? I pray that today we will find the strength in prayer to come to God in true repentance and overcome every willful sin in our lives. Praise God. Jesus also presents, secondly, a new covenant. So because in, in, in accordance from verse 26, 28, so as, you know, as they ate in accordance with the historic Passover customs, something new began to emerge right in front of their eyes. Unlike the normal declarations that, you know, involve remembering what happened in the past, how their forefathers were liberated. Jesus started making statements that was clearly pointing it all back to him. He was the lamb. It would be his body and his blood that gets offered and poured out for all men to be set free, for the remission of sin. As they listened in surprise, it was all about Jesus. You know, through Moses, God shared the old covenant with his people. But Jesus was right here enacting a new covenant that pointed to him, whereby faith, through faith, God would input his righteousness unto men, through grace alone, so that no one can boast. Jesus taught his disciples that the wine and the bread at the meal were signified that he would become the sacrificial lamb. And through him, the forgiveness of sin will become available to all men. So instead of the old Passover, the meal of communion is now done in remembrance of Jesus and what he has done for us. Praise God. It's all summarized in Romans 3 verse 23 in this manner. For all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. And 24, and we are justified by his grace as a gift through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus, whom God put forward as a propitiation by his blood to be received by faith. This was to show God's righteousness because his, his divine forbearance, he has passed over former sins. It was to show his righteousness at the present time so that he might be just and the justifier of those who have faith in Jesus. Praise God. Jesus has done this for us. 
He's given us a new covenant through which we can become children of God. Thirdly, Jesus made a great promise. In verse 29, Jesus said, I tell you, I would not drink of this fruit of the vine again until I drink it with you in my Father's kingdom. Right here, Jesus is making us a promise and inviting us that surely he would keep this promise, that there would be a greater feast in the future. Thank God. So in conclusion, I would like us to really remember that as we come together, as we celebrate Holy Communion in the church, to always bear in mind that it is about the victory that Jesus has given us over all evil. It's about the sacrifice that Jesus has made, paying the ultimate price on the cross of Calvary. His blood has been shed for the remission and the cleansing of all our sins. The Bible says that he that is in Christ Jesus is a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things have become new. The Bible says that him that is in Christ, there is therefore now no condemnation. Therefore, I pray that today that any condemnation in your life or any accusation in your heart that is making you fearful and drawn away from God, that God, through the faith that he's given us in Jesus, will bring you to a place of confidence that you are truly forgiven. You are truly made whole. Jesus has paid the price and we have a new covenant. The upper room indeed was a place of great change. And praise God that Jesus saw it through. His faithfulness is why we are here today as believers. So I tell you as Jude 24, 25 says, Now unto him who is able to keep you from stumbling and to present you blameless before the presence of his glory with great joy. To the only God, our Savior, and through Jesus Christ, our Lord, be glory, majesty, dominion, and authority, now and forever. Amen. Praise God.